mean, we're buying our first foreclosure right now directly from a bank uh, that took back a, an office building. So you're so we're starting to see those kind of start coming to fruition. I think it's going to be picked up the next 12 months or so. Um, but it's a commercial, you know, this is a commercial real estate issue. And so it's going to be pretty clean and quick. Uh, so you got to be ready to capitalize um, on those. And so um, we're buying these, you know, everywhere between 40 and $90 a square foot in downtown locations, irreplaceable locations, walk scores of, you know, 95 plus typically uh, before we even get there. Um, and so awesome locations. So we're buying them again on the cheap. They, these guys probably paid 200 to 400 a foot. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, we are back with our guest, Kenny Wolf. You're going to hear him dive back into an asset class today that I've received a lot of questions about. Uh, and it's this office to multifamily conversions, right? You see all these office spaces that are either being foreclosed on or just vacant. Man, what can we do with those? I know uh, my business partner, Sam, and I, we've talked many times about it. <laughs> can we do something with that? There's got to be some way to use that, right? Uh, and to take advantage of this time uh, when the banks own them, right? And just want rid of them. Well, Kenny has done this. He's actually got 12 of these going on. As we speak, he's going to dive into many details today uh, around doing just that and the converting that office space into multifamily and is very successfully. All right, so I love diving into some of this. Uh, you're going to learn a lot from Kenny today. Well, I hope you listened to yesterday's segment with Kenny. And he, he dove into some of his ex, uh, experience or getting into the multifamily space and how they've grown so quickly, uh, over $715 million in assets under management right now. But we also talked about them pivoting to different asset classes and how they've grown in that way as well. And he laid out some of those things, even as a passive investor, that you need to know uh, before maybe investing into those asset classes. But we're going to jump back in today into something he has become an expert in as well, which I've heard a lot of questions about, which is this all these office spaces that are vacant. What do we do with them? There's got to be a way we can use those, right? Or, or use that right. space or convert them to something. And we're going to dive into that today. Kenny, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Whitney. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks yeah, let's do that. Let's just hop right back in. And uh, Kenny, I know you all, I think you mentioned uh, in yesterday's segment that you're doing 12 of these right now, uh, which uh, kind of blows my mind a little bit. <laughs> uh, but, uh, it's, it's awesome. I love that. Uh, but office conversions, let's talk through that process a little bit. Uh, I've heard different different people say, oh, it's so difficult because they're, you know, the windows aren't in the right spot or the electrical's not in the right place or that, you know, like we can't use these buildings for multifamily or whatever. Um, but Talk through the process a little bit of, of what that looks like for from to take an office building to multifamily and why you would even consider it. Sure. I mean, like you said, there's a big, um, there's a whole bunch of vacant space in the B and C class office spaces, um, especially in downtown locations, really everywhere, but downtown is kind of where we're focused on. Um, the A class is actually interesting. The A class office is actually increasing rents and occupancy right now. So it's really kind of a tale of two cities. Um, so, you, so, but in B class and below, if you're not highly amenitized, if you're not the newest thing on the block, um, you're really struggling right now. And so, so that's what kind of we're, we're focused on. Um, we're buying these for, you know, pennies on the dollar right now. Um, there's a lot of distress in, um, in the office space right now. Uh, and, um, and, and you're seeing it now. I mean, we're buying our first foreclosure right now directly from a bank uh, that took back a, an office building. So you're, so we're starting to see those kind of start coming to fruition. I think it's going to be picked up the next 12 months or so. Um, but it's a commercial, you know, this is a commercial real estate issue. And so it's going to be pretty clean and quick. Uh, so you got to be ready to capitalize um, on those. And so um, we're buying these, you know, everywhere between 40 and $90 a square foot 
in downtown locations, irreplaceable locations, walk scores of, you know, 95 plus typically uh, before we even get there. Um, and so awesome locations. So we're buying them again on the cheap. They, these guys probably paid 200 to 400 a foot for what we paid uh, for what we're paying compared to that. So, uh, but it is a big construction site. We, we consider it development. You have to wear a hard hat on, on site. So we got the entire floor. You, you get down to the cement deck um, pretty much all the way. You, and you're you're having to redo electric, AC, plumbing. I mean, you get basically you get all brand new systems, which I like. It's like an, it's an A class. You're it's almost like a ground up. I mean, you're getting brand new systems throughout the building, uh, and then our finished shower, We're going for A plus. Uh, so you're you know quartz countertops, granite countertops, um, you know, Bosch appliances, th- those kind of things. Those high level finish outs that we're going for, um, and then we're commanding almost three dollar a foot rent, and so. So those are um, those are really interesting deals. You have to know what you're doing, or like we did, hire somebody uh, for our first one uh, that did. So we so we teamed up with uh, with some amazing um, architects uh, that knew exactly what they're doing, and they've done this many many times before. Uh, then also teamed up with some um, national um, general contractors as well uh, that have done these adaptive reuse um, projects before as well. So we, uh, those first couple, we were learning a lot. Um, now, now we, now we know what we're doing after 12, uh, you know, in the process. So it's really about plumbing. That's the biggest deal. I mean, you're, everything else is pretty easy to run because you've got, you know, that middle, usually it's a middle core of, of, of uh, elevator shafts and all that in the middle of the building. You've got a, um, you've got a hallway around and then you, you got windows, right? So, um, uh, but really plumbing is the biggest deal um, and it's a lot of core drilling i mean you're just coring down all the way like i mean these buildings that we're that we're doing are 17 story buildings you know some are 12 i mean some are 24 so we're it's a lot of uh it's a lot of core drilling uh, to get new plumbing uh in the system and then we usually have way too many elevators and so we can use one or two of those uh, as to run our utilities um, do a trash shoot, those kind of things. So you have to be a little, a little creative because you have to live inside this box. You got a you got a floor plate that you have to live within. And how do you fit? How do you maximize how many units you can put on there um, and still make it feel roomy and open? Um, and you've got some amazing views. I mean, it's just uh, we we love these projects. They're downtown. Like I, I mean, we're you know we're probably all in at the end of the day. Maybe two hundred to two hundred and fifty dollars a square foot net. And I say net because uh, there are uh, eight of our 12 are historic buildings. And so we get a lot of grant money from the federal government, uh, most of the time the state as well, depending on the state. Uh, so we get a lot of a uh, lot of grant money on that. And so the federal government is you know, guaranteed you're going to get 20 percent of your hard construction cost as a grant in year five, which is amazing. Uh, and then the states all vary as well. So like in Texas, they just do an, an additional 25% from the state of Texas. So 45% of your construction cost, your hard construction costs are a grant um, on these historic office buildings in Texas. Uh, in Ohio, it's a competition. We won it uh, two years ago for a property where we're submitting, we just submitted now to, to be on the competition now. But if you win, you get an extra $5 million of equity uh, from the state of Ohio to your project. Um, which again is is a big deal, and then we're also seeing seller carries too. So there's a lot of uh, there's enough distress where we've had um, sellers actually um, four times now leave money in the deal, um, so they don't they don't lose their shirt. Uh, they make some money, um, um, and then we we come in and do the um, uh, you know with our investor group come in um, at a higher ownership percentage, usually about the similar equity amount, but a higher ownership percentage. So we're getting some extra juice for our investors as well. Incredible. Man, many great items there. I was just taking a bunch of notes. Love that. 
yeah, that was great. Uh, it sounds like plumbing is the biggest issue, drilling through the concrete and all that, but it, but it can be done, right? I love that, that, you know, we didn't just say, hey, it can't be done. No, we went out and we found architects who know what they're doing and said, hey, how can we make this happen? Uh, even, even figuring out the grant, man, uh, that's incredible. 45% of the construction costs back. That's oh, a huge deal. So we bought this. Yeah. So I mean, I'll give you guys, I'll give you a live deal. So we bought a deal in Dallas in April. Uh, we raised $9 million to, to um, of equity. We're going to get 16 million of grant money guaranteed. I mean, so it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's just unreal. Um, so our investors are loving these historic office conversions and uh, we've got more teed up. So we're, um, we, we like them too. Um, it's a little bit more work because you have to keep it historical, right? Um, but it's definitely, uh, you know, well worth it to, to uh, for the returns for the investors. It doesn't add that much more per foot. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'd love to dive in even more. Unfortunately, we got to we got to move to a few final questions. Uh, but uh, or or maybe maybe tell me this. Uh, you know about this office conversion. Um, you know when you are. Um, uh, when you're looking for these specific spaces, you know, what are some deal breakers that, you know what, we or there's no way we can do this one or or versus, you know, the ones you all have selected? Sure. Um, so, so far, the biggest floor plates, so one floor um, that we're doing right now is is, is 32,000 square feet, So it's, which is a pretty big floor plate. There's 17 stories of that, but 32 square feet on one floor. Um, that one, we had to be a little creative on some dead space. Um, so when there's lack of windows in one section or whatever, you got to figure it out. Um, and then you also have to keep in mind um, uh, fire code as well. So, you know, how quickly can folks get to the stairwell and then also uh, fire, you know, making sure there's a firewall in between. So what we did on that one, uh, we actually created a um, some very nice storage lockers all the way down that hallway. Um, so it added, it broke up that hallway somewhat. So again, the, for, for fireproofing and then solved our problem for the stairwell and at the same time fixed this dead space. So it's kind of, you have to be that kind of creative throughout the space. I mean, you're, you know, some of our other ones we're doing, if they're not, if they're bigger floor plates like that, you're having to get creative with the dead space. So some of them are doing like alternating kind of like business kind of lounges on every floor um, to, you know, um, a video game room, a movie theater like that, kind of break it up on those floors like that as well. Um, and then you can have a lot of fun in the basement. Um, so there's a, you know, these usually have basements and the, the, which, you know, is it, so you try to put all your utilities down there if you can, your boilers, your, um, whatever you have down there, um, all the, all that right there. And so that, uh, that definitely helps with space. But again, it just comes back to, you know, make sure you have got the knowledge, um, from those architects that have done this, especially on the historical stuff, because you got to preserve certain walls, uh, certain finishings to, to qualify. Yeah. Well, do you see this continuing, this opportunity to convert office to multifamily? Or you see uh, maybe it drying up or more people doing it or maybe people coming back to the office? What, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think if you're if you're if you're not at the office now, you're not going to come back. <laughs> uh, so I feel like everybody knows kind of where they're at now on their physical occupancy. Um, and, and that's a big thing to talk about, too, is. Um, office, you know, office buildings occupancy is there is make sure you ask the broker if they're leased or is it physical occupancy? That's what we want to know, physical occupancy, because um, those leases are going to eventually burn off and that those are going to be trouble. Right. So you you want to know that uh, going in. Uh, but if you're not back to the office, you're probably not back now. So I think feel like everybody knows kind of where the, the occupancy is. Um, and each each city is a little bit different on that as well. And what what industry uh, that you're in. Um, on the occupancy. Um, but then, so yeah. now the, the owners know, okay, I know my occupancy, I've got debt issues. If I do have them, they're, they're really big right now. And then how, how do we get out of it? All right, Kenny, what about some predictions or any predictions that you have just for the uh, real estate market or economy over the next, you know, six, 12 months and how that's affecting what you all are doing? 
Um, so we're really watching, like everybody, watching the Fed, watching the interest rates. I mean, that's, you know, if they go down half a point next year, I think that's a huge win. I think a lot of folks will uh, that are sweating now will, will survive. Um, uh, but it depends on how long it takes for them to get there uh, and, and and how proactive people are with their lenders right now. So I'm encouraging all of, all of the newbie syndicators I got into it in 2019, 2020 to start or, or maybe even later, uh, start that conversation now with your lender. Um, and, uh, you know, lenders are, are um, you know, l- lenders don't want these back. So start negotiating now, start talking to them. Hey, this is our plan. This is how we're going to get you guys out. You know, that's what they care about. So if you can start that now and survive to 2025, you'll be fine. Um, it, but it all just depends on those interest rates and how fast they come down in the next year. Um, everybody's watching with beta breath. <laughs> What's your best advice for passive investors right now? Um, basically, it's, you know, you can't time the market. I mean, so folks that are just sitting on the sidelines, sitting on the sidelines, like, you, you know, maybe we have a crash next year, maybe we don't. But if you see a good deal that fits your investment criteria and your, the returns that you need for your portfolio, um, make sure you, you jump on it because it's, you know, everybody wishes they would have bought in 2020. Everybody wishes they would have bought in, in, in 2010, right? So don't be, don't miss out and sit on the, sit on the sidelines. Um, if you're going to, um, uh, you know, try to time the market, you're going to miss out if you do. What are some of the most important metrics that you track? Could be personally or professionally. Uh, we do a lot about obviously it's occupancy, um, you know, rent growth, things like that. We track that daily. Um, seems like up here, um, and then um, we also track um, demographics too. So if we're buying in a new location or a new city, a new state, we dive into the demographics of you know with the employers, um, employment, um, you know, all those kind of things. Like landlord friendly laws, we got to be careful of those. You're starting to see some of those pop up or. or or unlandlord, uh, tenant-friendly laws, I should say, pop up even in Texas and other places like that. They're being mentioned, so um, we're watching those pretty closely. What about uh, any habits that you're disciplined about that have pr- pr- uh, produced success for you? Um, I love to start my day with a good CrossFit workout. Um, it's very fast, it's intense, and then I'm done in 25 minutes. <laughs> uh, so that uh, so that definitely uh, is a big deal for me, um, a big habit. And then also too, um, you know, at you know when I hit the house at 5:30, uh, usually every night, 5:30 or 6, um, you know, my phone goes into a drawer so I can spend time with you know we've got two kids, um, some time with the family, um, and, and kind of protect that because folks will try to eat that time up uh, for sure. No doubt about it. Uh, what's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? I think it's leaning in. I mean, every time, you know, we've been doing this for 14 years, every time there's some kind of issue in the in the in the market, um, we've always leaned in and and uh kept going. Um, and that's really helped, you know, b- jump our company up in a big way. And how do you like to give back? Um, we do annual uh, skeet shoot event, uh, charity skeet shoot event. So we host that, at, um, it's kind of business to business uh, deal. So we, uh, get our vendors down here, uh, do that. Um, last year, I we raised 28 grand for uh wounded wow. warrior. Um, so that's a big, uh, big deal for us. Um, I give to them a lot and then kind of on the personal side, we work with, uh, um, uh, there's two charities that my wife and I, um, kind of donate to, uh, here with, uh, one's a no kill, Dog shelter, we're animal for people, uh, and then uh, uh, and then also uh, there's a housing uh, program uh, in McKinney, Texas, that we help. Awesome, Kenny. Grateful for your time. Always a pleasure to have you on the show and connect with you. It's been a few years. I, I think you and I were in a mastermind together probably four or five years ago, uh, right. and, and then uh, man, I haven't caught up with you much lately. So grateful for your time. Uh, you've shared just so much wisdom and and uh, advice for us uh, and the listeners uh, for through numerous different asset classes over, over this last 
couple segments. So grateful for, for your time. Uh, tell the listeners again how they can get in touch with you and, and learn more about you. Sure. Yeah. So we're over social media, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, our, uh, the best way, though, is to get a hold of us is uh, wolf with an E dash investments.com. Uh, there's a spot there to drop your email. Um, you'll get on our mail list. Um, you'll get notifications on our uh, YouTube channel that we do uh, educational content once a week on. Uh, and then we, I speak a lot of, of events around the country. So we'd love to see, see you guys there in person. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today.